It's Friday here in the sports pen, and what do we call Fridays around these parts? We call it Ryan Day. Ryan Stieg in with me, Tanner Hoops in the sports pen. Glad to have you along. What's up, Ryan? I'm doing all right. I really like that. You like that? Yeah. Ryan Day? Yeah. And I, it's not the Ohio State coach, but <laughs> me. But And I don't skip out on stuff like Ryan Day did. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. I'll yeah, no, you don't. I, I, I show up when I'm told to. So... There you go. Well, I tell you what, we've got that here on Friday. It's a good way to end the week. We've got the Friday Funnies. Of course, we're going to break down a huge weekend for Northern Michigan. The top-ranked hockey team in the country will be at the Barry Event Center in just a few hours. We've got the Friday Funnies, of course. We've got basketball as well because we've got Northern heading up to Tech on Sunday. Football to break down. We've got all kinds of stuff coming up over the course of next hour. Don't forget, if you missed our high school basketball coaches show right before we signed on, it's on demand with our free mobile app or at ESPNUP.com, and it's going to air again here once we sign off. So, Ryan, let's get right into it. Let's uh, start with a little bit of football. Let's recap what happened last night, and we'll go through our picks for this week. It played out kind of the way we thought they would. Lamar Jackson is just flat out better than Sam Darnold. John Harbaugh is better than Adam Gase. The Ravens are better than the Jets. To be fair, Sam Darnold had mono. He, he had it one point. <laughs> Just imagine where he would be if he did not have mono. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that he would be any higher. I, you see, the thing is, I don't think he's very good. I never really thought he was an NFL-caliber quarterback, not since his senior year when he went to Notre Dame and got thrashed. That being said, he is not going to excel under Adam Gase. He is not going to reach whatever ceiling he has under Adam Gase, who supposedly... A quarterback whisper was a guy who was brought in to whisper to quarterbacks. Maybe you should whisper some wins. Like, yeah. Whisper some good plays into your quarterbacks it, here. Stay away from the smelling salts <laughs> on the sidelines and, like, have some knowledge on how to fix the team. Because the Jets, like, started off halfway decent. Yeah in the game, and mm. then it just got out of control. And I stopped watching it at one point. Oh, same. Yeah, I, I watched, like, the first quarter, some of it, and I think I watched, for sure, the forest, I watched up until close before halftime, and then I, like, searched to find, like, some NHL or NBA <laughs> games or something like that, because it just, it was bad. Mm. And it just shows how good the Ravens are right now. And the weird thing was John Harbaugh was on the hot seat. Yeah. Like, just a couple of seasons like ago. Like, this time a year ago. Yeah. Well, maybe a little before this time yeah. a year ago. Yeah. And uh, now they're the number one seed currently mm-hmm. in the AFC. Um, could host New England in the AFC championship game. Although, who knows? You know, New England could fall flat before then. They've done that before. I uh, They'll shock... They'll flop like in the semifinals <laughs> and like shock everybody so but you know they're just i would say they're the best team in the afc say you want about new england and how they always find a way to win but as far as pure talent i would say baltimore is the best team i would agree with that but i'm still not counting out new england not until they finally lose in the postseason their season finally ends because we were saying something like this about them last year when they were 11 and 5 we're like oh boy this has got to be it the air is coming to an end brady looks washed it must be over for the patriots i'm not going to get on that until they are finally eliminated officially just imagine if the Rams had Jared Go- didn't have Jared Goff as a quarterback. <laughs> I think that I, I think if they had a moderately decent quarterback, that Super Bowl would have gone a little oh, differently. Man. You yeah. think about it, more than three points in the Super Bowl with Sean McVay. Yeah, just he deserved a, a spot in my pie in the face column a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Balt. I. I don't. I never count out New England until Tom Brady finally calls it quits. Mm-hmm. And didn't they say like recently they're thinking? Maybe a couple years he yep. has left. Um, or didn't he say like 45 was yep. his max? Which would be three more years. Yeah. And you'd think at that point it would be his max, as much as his supplements that he takes <laughs> <laughs> in his new age philosophy. I mean, like, eventually there is a point where you break down. Mm. And even the best eventually happen. I mean, Manning his last year looked awful. Yep. And eventually you hit that point. And, uh,. I think it'll eventually will happen to him. I mean, his numbers are down this year. He has he isn't as good as he has been right. this year. He's not as great, and uh, maybe he is on a slight decline. Maybe it's starting to show some hints that it might be happening. But uh, I don't count them out. Um, they spied on the Bengals, <laughs> which just goes to show. And uh, as I point out in my column this week, that'll be the highlight of it. Oh, but uh, it. Uh, I don't count them out, but Baltimore just 
Lamar Jackson, it makes you wonder what teams were thinking yes. when they passed on him. Like, what? Well, and then, didn't somebody mention last night who thought he would be a strong safety? <laughs> I mean, it's like, I don't know what it is, but it seems like any mobile quarterback, a multi-threat quarterback, mm-hmm. they think they can't make it in the <laughs> NFL, and, oh, they should be a defensive back or yeah. switch to wide receiver. And it's like, no. <laughs> There's not every quarterback's that way. And, uh, I mean, people thought that about Michael Vick, and he became a superstar in Mm -hmm. the NFL. So it's like, I don't get it. It's like, it's such an old-school philosophy. Like the Bill Polians and those kind of draft analysts, they see somebody who's not fitting the traditional mold of a guy like uh, Peyton or Eli or Brady or Roethlisberger, a drop-back, pro-style passing quarterback, and they think, this guy's not going to last, or you can't win a Super Bowl with this guy. And I... It's like if if that's your philosophy still, perhaps you shouldn't be an analyst because <laughs> it's like you're missing out on an entire group of picks that could be very successful. And I love the photo where he's like has uh, where Lamar Jackson's got, like just like laying on the table like in disbelief that he hasn't been picked yet. And Baltimore of all teams, you know, Baltimore a team who won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco yes. and a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer managed to land. Probably right now, one of the two best quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the NFL. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, probably the other one. And uh, yeah, Rodgers and Brady, yeah, of course. But like, as far as like ones that'll actually be around in the next five years. The new generation. Yeah, the new generation of quarterbacks, yeah. I tell you what, someone actually said, Josh Rosen is the guy I want. Sam Darnold's the guy I want before Lamar Jackson. Mr. Trubisky's the guy I want. <laughs> Before Pat Mahomes. Uh, yeah, I want to draft this guy. Uh, no, no, trade up to get Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> that, I just, I want to know what was going on in that draft room where they're like, not, they could have gotten Mitch Trubisky in the second round. Oh, yeah. Potentially even later than that. <laughs> and they traded up to get him, and look where they're at right now. But no, you got to spring for the guy who loses to Daniel Jones and Duke by three touchdowns. You yes. can't afford to miss on that guy. Yeah, I just don't. You know, I'm not a draft analyst, mm-hmm. but I just look at things and it's like, how are you passing <laughs> on a guy who just looked phenomenal in college over a guy who had moments mm-hmm. but like was not consistent so no. there you go i tell you what the ravens dominate last night again like you said i really didn't watch a whole heck of a lot of it i watch iowa, iowa state basketball mostly mm-hmm. that wasn't that great of a game either but you know it's a cyhawk game so yeah might as well yeah it's a it's a good rivalry i mean uh iowa state you know had this trend where they were the better basketball program they did yeah and now it's like a lot more even mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting i tell you what though i did miss i kind of wish i would have Stay tuned for this, because right toward the end of the football game last night, there was an argument on the sideline. Did you see Sam Gase and Adam Darnold having it out? They were having words, and they didn't pick up what they were saying. And I, I, I can't read lips. I don't know if somebody saw that video and can, but I couldn't make out what they were saying. But David Fails, the backup, is standing between them, and his face is facing the screen, and the expression on his face was just like he's hearing his parents like find out like his parents don't know he's there and they reveal that he's adopted or something. That was the facial expression that David Fails was getting from listening to Darnold and Gase go at each other. That's just sad. <laughs> his parents are getting divorced or something like that. Like they're talking to the lawyer on the phone and he overhears it. He's that's just, what it looked like. That yeah. was the facial expression. Yeah. And a traumatic experience for poor David. And uh, I just, you got a bad head coach arguing with a bad quarterback. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just, it just goes to show how much of a mess the Jets are. I mean, you look how far the Giants have, like, kind of fallen off. Mm -hmm. But over the years, they've been the far more stable franchise. And you're just like, how can one team in a city be so fairly consistent and the other one just, like, doesn't know what it's doing, like, the majority of the time? I think there's, like, Amino Hassan said this earlier today, it's, it's kind of true. There's one law, like one physical law. The Giants have to have a Super Bowl championship every decade because their last four came in 1986, 1990, 2008, and then 2012. 
Yeah. So they've had one every decade for the last four decades. Yeah. So next year, now, <laughs> 2020 Super Bowl champion, the New York Giants. <laughs> With God knows who as their head coach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they actually win another one at some point in this decade, you this think? next decade. Well, yeah, why not? I mean, they do have a good young core. I mean, they have an idea where they're trying to go with this team. The Jets have no idea what they want to do. No, no. They uh, they draft weird. They hire weird coaches. They they got an owner who probably should have given up the team at this mm-hmm. point, Woody Johnson, <laughs> who it just – I mean, here's a side note. Woody. Woody. I mean, if there, have there ever been you hear something, a guy named Woody, and think, this is a smart guy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Woody Harrelson. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love Woody Harrelson. Oh, I know. But, I do, too. Uh, yeah. But do you trust him to run your business? Run your franchise? <laughs> Unless it's like a weed farm or something like that. <laughs> I mean, like, I just, I don't, you don't see a guy named Woody and be like, there's some stability here. He can tend my bar. Yeah. He's a stable I mean, bar. Yeah, yeah. Woody boy. Woody boy. Woody boy. I mean, he can do that. I mean, he was fine on Cheers. He can kill zombies. Oh, I loved him on Cheers. Yeah. I loved him in Zombieland. Yeah, Those yeah. might be my favorite, too. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Maybe that's not. Maybe I shouldn't jump to that yet. There are a few Woody Harrelson roles I really like. Yeah. I, re- I don't know. What's my favorite Woody Harrelson role? I would probably say Zombieland for me. Zombieland is excellent. He's he, excellent in that. Yeah, and, uh, but uh, just you, you hear the name Woody, mm. and you're just like, no. That, you don't think that guy's going to lead me to a Super Bowl. That guy's going to lead me to like a multi-million dollar empire. What you if know? it's Woodrow? What if it's Woodrow Johnson? Does that sound Woodrow better? Johnson? Like Woodrow, Woodrow Johnson? Like Woodrow Wilson? Like Woodrow Wilson. That helps. Does uh, it do the job? Do, do, do the, do, are you still feeling good about it? No. No. Woody jo- is that his real name? Is it really Woodrow? Is that is that a nickname? Uh, Woody Johnson? Yeah. I'm not sure. I wonder I, if that's a nickname. Yeah. Now, is he the ambassador or is his brother the ambassador? Which one's the owner? <sighs> I think he, well, he was the owner, and I thought he still was. Because I think one of them became the ambassador and then turned the team over to his brother, who isn't much better. Ambassador. Isn't that like a made-up position you just made up, you know? Not you personally, but like... Like special assistant to the the GM. Yeah, yeah, like, (laughs) I mean, like... It's somebody who's been there forever, and they shove them out and say, like, you're a consultant or something like that. Okay, here it is. Okay, Woody Johnson used to be the owner. Now he's the U.S. ambassador to the U.K. His brother, Chris, is the current owner. So once he became the ambassador to England, oh, so he, he actually, turned it over to Chris, his I brother. Th- okay, I thought he meant like imba- the New York Jets ambassador. No, 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 no. <laughs> or something no, no, no. like the that. U.S. ambassador yeah, I, I, to the U.K. Yeah, right. the, the, that's actually a legit, a legit <laughs> position. I thought you were saying like the ambassador for the Jets to the, the Jets league, ambassador to the NFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's a made up position or something like that. I didn't so. know this was the Johnson and Johnson family. Really? Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Johnson and Johnson, like the shampoo, that's the same Johnsons that own the New York Jets. I didn't know that. I heard that no more tears isn't exactly what it is. No, I think it's it, totally fake. Yeah, and it's not like no more tears. It's supposed to be like no more tears. <laughs> Like, there's no tear in your hair anymore. Oh, like, if you're right. rubbing it in there, the, your hair's not going to get tangled <laughs> in it. So, you could be sitting there, and your whole life, you're like, no. It's actually, they're okay with making you cry if it goes in your eyes. Just like the Jets. Yeah. They make you cry. Yeah, very appropriate. By the way, Woody Johnson's real name is actually Robert, but his middle name, I kid you not, is Wood. Wood. Wood is his middle name. Not Woody. It is straight up Wood. That is his legal name. Huh. His legal middle name, Robert Wood, Wood Johnson. Huh. I don't know what would possess somebody to name their kid Wood, Wood as their middle name. There's <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow named her kid Apple. <laughs> so, I mean, at this point, you think just about anything can fly. <laughs> I tell you what, quickly looking at our picks before we hit the break. Uh, Ryan, we picked uh, Houston to beat Tennessee, as did I. We both picked Minnesota. There were three games all five of us were unanimous on. The one last night, we all picked Baltimore. The afternoon game here on Sunday, we all picked Minnesota to beat the Chargers. And Monday Night Football, we all picked New Orleans to beat Indiana. Indianapolis. Which is, which I thought the Colts would have a far better season than they yeah. are. I mean, they're, they're probably, well. yeah, they started well. It looks like they had the potential in the North. They're, uh, I meant the South, AFC South. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they'll, 
now they're probably going to get eliminated from contention this year. And there was just so much potential. And uh, if you had asked me this question probably like week four, I probably would have gone with the Colts. Yeah. But it's just they're they're hanging on by a thread, and it's about to be cut pretty much on Sunday. You also picked Buffalo to beat Pittsburgh in Sunday night football. And then, as mentioned, all of us had New Orleans. So that's what we have as far as... Am I the only one who picked the Bills? Oh, no. (laughs) No, three of us picked the Bills. Okay, okay. Two of us picked the Steelers. All right. I tell you what, though, what else do we have here before we get to some Northern Michigan hockey? Baseball's been heating up. We've had major signings the last week or so. Monday, of course, Strasburg, $245 million. Garrett Cole, $324 million Tuesday. And then Anthony Rendon, seven years, $245 million on Wednesday. Yesterday, was it going to be Mad Bum? Who's going to be the big signing? Well, it was probably a guy that most people have never heard of because the Tampa Rays got slugger and utility player Yoshitogo Satsugo for a $12 million contract. He's been tearing up the Japanese professional league, and now he's with Tampa Bay. Huh. Yoshitogo Satsugo. Sounds like the guy from Major League Two. Remember that? Uh, what was his name? Naka Tanaka, something, like <laughs> something like that. Yeah, uh, Tanaka. It's a very sim- it's a very similar name, but uh, yeah. Remember, it, they found him, and he was like, was it Major League Two or Three, where he was running like a mini golf course? <laughs> it was Major League Three has got to be one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but I like it because it has to do with the twins. Have you ever seen the Salt Lake Buzz? The yeah, Salt Lake yeah, Buzz. yeah. I, I, I've seen. It. I saw it once, and I left very disappointed. Yeah, so. it was disappointing, but it's about the twins. So, I mean, it is such a bad movie. Scott Bakula is the lead actor. <laughs> he is. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you if you haven't seen it, it's worth missing. It, it's kind of it's kind of worth watching if you really really want. If to. you're really bored, like if it's on late at night at two a.m. and you can't sleep, yeah. What I mean. channel would that be on? And you know, what was the deal with the copyright? Because the Twins' actual affiliate, when that movie came out, was Assault Lake Bees. Could they not get their permission? So they, that was like the buzz. So that's like the basically the off-brand, like <laughs> as good as they can get with it. That probably was the case. I mean, I, I'm surprised the Twins actually appeared in the movie. <laughs> and it's like, because they're supposed to be bad. They have one good player mm-hmm. on the Twins. And it's just like... It's almost insulting that they're franchising there, but that's just how the Twins were in the 90s. <laughs> they were bad in the 90s. They won that title in 91, and then they were really bad. Yeah, and then eventually they started to be good again in the early aughts, but there was a stretch, I would say, from 94, I want to say, till about 99, where mm-hmm. they were just awful. Tell you what, Danner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. What else do we have before we go to break? Well, a little basketball, a little hockey before we get to college hockey. David Stern collapsed yesterday. It was sad to hear. Five years ago, he was Designed as commissioner of the NBA, extremely unpopular guy. I mean, <laughs> for all of his faults, I feel bad for him. You know, he had emergency brain surgery yesterday after a brain hemorrhage, and uh, you know, certainly we're thinking of him. And for all his faults, you never wish something like that on anybody. And the Red Wings snap a 12-game losing streak. They get into the win column, and yeah. they do so emphatically. What? How about uh, Flash uh, Yeah, keeping him around, yeah. doing just enough, just enough to stay. I just don't get it. How he's still employed. How many just, coaches have been fired before Blaschel and Boudreaux? We've already had DeBoer and Montgomery just this week. Yeah. It just, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, are you hanging on to him? I mean, Eiserman has no reason to hang on to Jeff No, Blaschel. he's not his guy. Yeah. He could fire him, like, today, and <laughs> no one would be surprised. And Bruce Boudreaux should have been hired bef- fired before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but I don't know what the attachment there is. Because <laughs> that's not Bill Guerin's guy either. You know, it's like, just... <laughs> You don't want him. Why are you hanging on to him when the fans don't want him, the players don't want him? It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Tell you what, hockey is great this time of the year especially. Let's take our first time out. When we come back, Northern Michigan Hockey hosting the top-ranked team in the country tonight. We'll break it down with Ryan next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Glad you're along here in ESPN-UP. Well, a big weekend for Northern coming off the bye week. A chance to get a little more healthy and get set to host the Minnesota State Mavericks. A top-ranked team in college hockey comes to the Barry Event Center tonight, opening up a two-game WCHA series. Tell you what, Ryan, you look at that team, 14-1-1. One one. 
There is no weak spot on them. They are good at every position, every line. They are deep. They have maybe the best goaltender in the country. You could make a case Dryden McKay's the best goaltender in the country, couldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, you could make the case last year. He's probably the best goalie in the conference. Sure. Um, he just Their only loss this year is in overtime mm-hmm. to Bowling Green. I mean, that just shows you how good they are, that you have to have an extra session to beat them. <laughs> they just, I mean... Every line is good, like you said. Great goaltending. They're just they're an offensive powerhouse. Um, if you read my column, not column, my my weekly preview. I did. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless plug. It happened <laughs> happened a few days ago, but it was in there. Um, it just they're they're seventh, I think, in offense. Number one in defense. Yep. Number one in the penalty kill, I believe, mm-hmm. and then like in the top ten on the power play. They're just. They're so stacked. I mean, Minnesota State's consistently good, arguably the most consistent team in the conference, but just this is probably the year where they don't have a flaw. They yeah. used to, like, a couple of years ago, their flaw was going to be goaltending. That mm-hmm. was their, you know, and then it wasn't. And then you thought maybe their offense was going to drop, and then it didn't. So it's this year... They were by far away the favorite to win it. They're pretty much going to run away with the conference, at least the regular season title. Um, playoffs are always a crapshoot. They yeah. really are. I mean, uh, but I, this is the biggest series of the year, I would say, for Northern, and it has the potential to. Uh, what's I think makes it so pivotal isn't the fact that just because Minnesota State's so good, Northern has like two and a half weeks off yeah. after this series. If they get swept, they go into the break. And that's hanging over your head, mm-hmm. and especially if they get swept badly, and you know? they'd have a five hundred record. Yeah, you got that. You started off so well, and you've just fallen flat for basically the last month, mm-hmm. and now you're going into Christmas break with that. So they needed at least get a win this weekend to have something. I tell you what, you look at Minnesota State and what they've done, like you said, there just is no flaw with this team. And Grant said it earlier this week. He said their players are just flat out better than ours. On paper, there is no spot in which Northern matches up to Minnesota State. What do they need to do this week? I mean, what has to go right for Northern to at least get one game this weekend? They, they One, they have to score. And uh, which is important, right? You know, you know, you get, it helps. Yeah, it helps the score goals, but they have to. They've been so hit and miss. They used to be pumping in what four, five, yep. close to six goals a game. Now they're struggling to hit even three. Right. So you got to do that, and you got to be. What Grant emphasized, they have to score on the power play. Mm-hmm. As good as the PK unit is for uh, Minnesota State, you that's like your prime time to score because they're at a disadvantage. You have to be able to capitalize that. So that would be key. And goaltending, um, Kent's going to start tonight. At least that's what the idea was at the start of the week. I don't know. Maybe something happened today. But, uh, yeah, that's probably who's going to start tonight. And uh, he's got to be at his best. Uh, The unfortunate thing for Nolan is the last time he faced Minnesota State. He played all of five minutes in the second <laughs> period, and then was pulled. And Tolvano was that pulled in, and a bizarre coaching strategy from Grant. But uh, it just he, it, I, I felt bad for him when he mm-hmm. got put in because the game was going so badly, and it was like, okay, he's played all of seven minutes all season. Here, save the game. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't played in a month, but yeah, fix this. And uh, it just was too much for him. And uh, but this time, I think he knows what to expect. He knows how good they are. And uh, when goalies know they have to play at their best, mm. they usually play at their best because they know what they have to do. You know, Northern knows exactly who's in front of them. They know who's going to be on the other side of the ice this weekend. They know everything about you know the storylines coming into this. And they've played them before, and they've gotten fairly. Well, dominated by them when they came here to the Barry last year. What I'm hoping, the way that the guys look at this is, you know, as good as that team is, I'm hoping they look at it just thinking, what an opportunity. Because we have nothing to lose here. I mean, we really don't. I mean, granted, you know, you could go in on a low note into the break and be off for three weeks with a really bad taste in your mouth. But everybody's already counting this as a sweep for the Mavericks. I mean, everybody, for in large part, is. What I'm hoping is Northern goes out, they play fast, they play loose, and they just play like they have nothing to lose. But if they do win this, uh, win a game in this series, like you said, it's going to have to come down to goaltending because they're not going to win a game 
like four to three or three to two. If they win a game this weekend, it's got to be one nothing or two to one, something like that. Yeah, I mean Bowling Green when they beat them, they won it three to two. Yeah, you know, so that's about as much as it'll get yeah, against Mankato. Yeah, so it's got to be like a two one game or something. They just Northern's flaw this year is they come out flat, and it's been hard to figure out and. Byron Poole couldn't put his finger on it. Grant couldn't couldn't put his finger on it. The players couldn't fit. It's just they're just not ready to play. And it's it probably the first half of the first period. They eventually figure it out, mm-hmm. but it's just by then you're trying to play catch up. And if you're down like they were against Michigan Tech, down three nothing, well as potent as their offense can be, then you have to like fire at will to mm-hmm. try to get back into it. And they're they can't afford, and Minnesota State is not the kind of team where you can afford to fall behind no. because you're just going to have way too much pressure on yourself. So they got to be ready to play. And I actually think because they know what's in front of them, they will be tonight. Mm-hmm. They know that they start off bad, and they can't afford to, and I think they play a little better. Now, was that guaranteed for be a win? No, but uh, I think they aren't going to look horrendous tonight. It's going to be a good measuring stick for these guys. You look at this Minnesota State squad, and you know obviously they've had their struggles in the NCAA tournament, but they really just don't look like they have a flaw. There is no noticeable flaw with them. Do you believe this is the best Mike Hastings team that he's had during his time in Minnesota? I would say probably overall. Yeah. I mean, he's he's had good offense, but their defense hasn't been great. Mm. He's had... Um, they're known for offense, but this is just everything's in place to say, and uh, they're getting noticed nationally because Minnesota State is their reputation isn't great. They right. look they'll have a phenomenal regular season. They'll get to the NC tournament and then just flop. Yeah, in the first round, <laughs> and then the first round they are. They have never won an NCAA tournament game, and it defies logic yes. with how good of their teams are. But they'll show up in the first round and they'll just not show up mm-hmm. uh, it was they collapsed they had a three nothing lead against providence and gave up six consecutive <laughs> goals it just they were the number one overall seed one year and lost to the rochester institute of technology <laughs> in the first round it just it's mind-boggling but that's what their thing is mm-hmm. and i think they know that that they're the team that can't figure it out in crunch time and uh but they're just so loaded this year. I think people have seen them and consider them the front runner for the national title. I'll believe it when I see it. Right. Win that first tournament game, and then I'll start to buy into your hype. But uh, yeah, they're just they're just good. I uh, Mike Hastings has turned a team on the rise and turn them into a conference powerhouse i tell you what speaking of the national tournament we're talking about this way too early and i know you don't like the whole bracketology before the real one comes out but the first edition just did and there are three wcha teams that are projected to get into the ncaa tournament field mankato of course being one then you've got bowling green and michigan tech if the regular season ended right now do you believe the wcha is worthy of having three of the 16 spots I'd say maybe two. Yeah. Um, I don't think Tech's going to get in unless they have a really great second half. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I think I would say Bowling Green has an outside chance, um, but they lost a lot. Yeah. You know, that that was their big thing. Last year, it was like it was all coming together. Last year's Bowling Green's year. Mm-hmm. If they didn't get in last year, they might never get in. <laughs> and, and they got in, almost beat the national champ, the eventual national yep. champion. Um I think they have the capability to do so, but it all. Dep- I think they're going to get two, three's more of the question mark, and you can maybe even say if Northern has a good. I mean, they were looking good in the pairwise yeah, after I mean, the Northern's first couple still months. Still a bubble team, right? Yeah, now. they're a bubble team right now. If they get their act together, and the thing is, Northern's a second half team. Mm-hmm. They've been that way since I've been here. Even the Walt Kyle days, they've had good second halves to their year. They they had they were like the worst pairwise team in the country and then got it together and made the WCHA playoffs, took Bemidji to three games. They just have that way to kick it into gear. And that happened last year and the year before, and it's going to be, that case i think i'm hoping that they can find a few uh few strides to hit here in the second half of the season and a win this weekend even a split would go a long way in the pairwise so let's see now what an opportunity for these guys out in front of them i'm hoping we get good crowds at the berry this weekend i got a couple reasons why there should be big crowds at the berry especially tonight for one 
The rumor is they're going to be wearing those sharp alternate gold jerseys tonight, and it's going to be a gold rush, and those are <laughs> those are really sweet. If you haven't seen them live tonight, I, I think is your chance. I'm about 90% sure that's the rumor they're going to wear that. To- You're the insider. they wearing the gold tonight? I well, think the weird, they are. The weird thing is, is they w- tend to wear them on Saturday. So I, it's a little it's a little odd that they'll wear them tonight, cause, uh, but who knows? Who knows? I, I didn't expect one night that they wore gold. <laughs> I mean, they. I was thinking, well, they won Friday. Maybe they'll stay consistent. They came out in their gold jerseys, so who knows? Uh, I, I think that they are wearing that. That's the rumor, at least. So that's that itself is worth going. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be cool if they had a gold out? Oh, yeah. I mean, the crowd does a gold out. They they attempted to have that white out, mm-hmm. and that like failed miserably. <laughs> so I'm hoping like if they had a gold like a gold rush kind of mm-hmm. night, that'd be kind of fun. Well, and the the hockey Twitter account a little bit ago actually said, you know, it tweeted gold rush, and it makes me wonder is there something in the works with either the team uniforms, maybe the crowd? I don't know. Yeah, but uh, it's it's in this series is very intriguing in the fact that there's. It's all, it's the first half of the year, but there's a lot riding on mm-hmm. it. Northern could go in with some momentum. They need something, a boost maybe, after a unfortunate series in Huntsville and the sweat by Tech. It's just, that would be big for them. The other reason that you should be at the game tonight, it is the Northern Michigan Teddy Bear Toss. Actually, beg your pardon, that's tomorrow, isn't it? Northern Michigan's Teddy Bear Toss, scratch that. Be there tonight, be there tomorrow too, because the Teddy Bear Toss is going to occur after the first period of tomorrow night's game. Fans are encouraged to bring stuffed animals of any time. Doesn't have to be a teddy bear, but bring a stuffed animal, throw them on the ice during uh, the uh, intermission right after the first period, and the toys are going to be collected by the Mining Journal Cheer Club. They're going to be given to the Salvation Army and to St. Vincent de Paul. They'll be distributed to needy families here at Christmas time. So please, you know, take part in something that's going to make a difference in a lot of people's lives and a lot of people's holiday. The teddy bear toss at Northern Michigan tomorrow night after the first period. Hope to see you there and hope you bring a few toys. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's everybody gets into it. Uh, the rank was filled with them the last time they did it. Um, so, you know, it's a good cause and, uh, you know, the papers, you know, the cheer club's you know, collecting them, it's a, it's a good thing for the holiday season. Danner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Just across the bottom of the hour, let's take our next time out. When we come back, we still have the Friday Funnies, but I've got something that I do want to share baseball-wise. Next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to Danner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Glad to have you along. Here's your Sports Center update. The NBA is expanding its global presence. With last night's Pistons-Mavericks game played in Mexico City, Commissioner Adam Silver announced that Mexico will be granted a professional team. The Mexican professional team Mexico City Capitanes will be absorbed into the G League, becoming the first NBA-affiliated franchise based outside the U.S. or Canada. But that, the Capitanes. The Mexico City Capitanes. Interesting. Pretty good. The New York Giants have released cornerback Janoris Jenkins. Jenkins was reprimanded by the team after using derogatory language in response to a critical fan on Twitter. After learning of his release, Jenkins tweeted, Best news ever. If they really wanted to punish him, they should have kept him. (laughs) It's fake. (laughs) And finally, according to the National Association of City Transportation, the average motorist will spend six months of their life waiting for a red light to turn green. Well, that? That's time you never get back. <laughs> Six months—that's a yeah, lot. Uh, yeah, I'm just. Do you, was it the Kings and the Bucks are going to play in a prison? Yes, they are. Yeah, they are going to play in like a prison yard. So like the longest yard. Yes, <laughs> in yes. basketball form. <laughs> I love that the NBA is doing such great stuff. The NFL's got its own drama, what have you. You know, Janoris Jenkins, and for all the commotion he was causing, you know, and he'll have a new job here soon enough. He's talented enough. For as as many personalities as that Giants team has tended to have over the years, could he have a more vanilla head coach? Is yeah. Pat Shermer the most vanilla guy? Pat Shermer, who is likely not going to be employed by the Giants in three weeks, never says anything interesting. He has struggled throughout his career as a head coach. I mean, he's an excellent coordinator, but he has not had success as a head coach. He's just kind of boring. A blah guy. I challenge anybody, anybody, try to find me something interesting about Pat Shermer. 
What is the most interesting thing you can find about him? I mean, he went to Michigan State. He's a Spartan, so some of our listeners probably like that. Huh. I'm going to have to think about that. There's, <laughs> is he not the most he's just, vanilla guy? Yeah, he's just... You honestly forget he's he's there. Yeah. You know? He's there on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. But is he, you know, does he really stand out? Are you aware that he's there? He will have a job somewhere in the NFL next year, but mm. as a coordinator, yeah. he will not be a head coach next no. year, but... I tell you what. Some guys are just better suited for that. They are. They are. And you know what? I like Shermer, but uh, 9-23 with the Browns, 7-22 with the Giants. He did go 1-0 and as Chip Kelly's interim head coach of Philadelphia. There you go. How about that? Maybe he needs to go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rep- replacing the flamboyant Chip Kelly. Yeah, so. Philly is going to be the one NFC East team that keeps their head coach this offseason. Well, he did give him a Super Bowl. So. He did. He did. So he bought himself a little bit of time. Exactly. By the way, Terrell Suggs got released, too. So Janoris Jenkins, Terrell Suggs, they're both out there if anybody's interested. Yeah, yeah. he's there. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <I'll tell you laughs> on that note, yeah. I tell you what, this was on Twitter earlier today, and it was one of the greatest things I have ever seen. I don't know who's responsible for this, but they did reverse logos for all 30 Major League Baseball teams and included nicknames. So basically, whatever their nickname was, they made basically the team the opposite of it and created a logo for it. And it is like the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like, for example, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So instead of the red letter A with the halo, they have a red letter D with horns and a pointy tail. So the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim become the Los Angeles Demons of Anaheim. So they do the opposite, basically. The Tampa Bay Irwins. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you can't do that. Like, yeah. you know, instead of the Tampa Rays, when they were originally the Devil Rays, they actually meant the fish. Then they rebranded and it was like supposed to mean sunlight. Yeah. So I get it. Irwins, I guess, where it comes from. I mean, the sunlight, but they still have the ray on the. On the, right. on the yeah. So, so I guess I, I don't know. I get where they're coming from. I like the, okay, the New York Yankees, you know. They, uh, they're the Yankees. They've got that star-spangled top hat. This is the New York Dixies, and it has like a star-spangled cowboy hat <laughs> on top of a baseball bat. And then uh, what was the other one I liked? Uh, the Chicago. I th- were they trying to say Kodiaks I here? Think Kodaks. Okay, the Kodaks. Kodaks. Okay. The uh, the San Diego Nuns. I mean, instead of the Padres. Yeah, the Padres. yeah. The Colorado Prairies. They just took the mountains out of the logo. I like it. Yeah. The Minnesota Only Children. Isn't that, I love that. Instead of the Minnesota Twins, they're the Minnesota Only Children. <laughs> the uh, the uh, Toronto Red Ws. <laughs> There's some good ones in here. How about the uh, the Oakland Zs? The Oakland A's become the Oakland Zs. Yeah, and then there's uh, what's the other one I like the the Kansas City Peasants. <laughs> Not the Royals, the peasants. <laughs> they changed the crown above the KC to like a peasant's hat, like one of those grain sacks. Yeah, these are pretty good. The, the, no one's talking about the San Francisco Dwarves enough. No. Instead of the Giants. The Los Angeles Roadkill <laughs> instead of the Dodgers. Yeah. You got to know where the Dodgers nickname came from. Back when they were in Brooklyn, dodging traffic. Yeah. No, the opposite is Roadkill. Yeah. <laughs> You're the Roadkill. Uh, the Milwaukee Teetotalers? Is that the how you say it? Is that how you say it? I think so. Teetotalers? Someone who never drinks alcohol. So the brewers become the teetotalers. Nice. <laughs> I, I didn't really like the Tigers one that they the did. The Detroit Hunters? They did the Hunters, and it's just kind of like a, I don't know, they just kind of mashed up the old English deed and like kind of make it like an old English H. I mean, it, it, uh, it, it feels unfinished. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a little more effort more. need to have been there, yeah. They changed the Cleveland Indians to the Cleveland the Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> they still got Chief Wahoo's big smile that's wearing a cowboy hat. hat yeah. Um, the Chicago Black Hats. Instead so the of the White Sox. Sox. There you go. Or the Boston Green Hats. Ooh. Which, yeah. I didn't know green was the opposite of red. Uh, green Monster, probably. Uh, well, they have the Cincinnati Greens on here, too. It, okay. took, it took me a while to get this one. For the Miami Marlins, you know, where you have Miami in script and you have a dolphin jumping over top of it, they have the Miami Fisherman. So instead of the dolphin arcing over the Miami script, you have the Fisherman's line that he's casting oh, over there. Okay. And I think my favorite logo is the Atlanta Braves. Brave, coward. They yeah, the Atlanta, the Atlanta cowards. cowards. And instead of the tomahawk over... Cow- or underneath Coward's written in script, it's a white flag <laughs> instead of the tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> 
This one I had to look up the explanation for. The Arizona Diamondbacks are now the Arizona Shovels. They still have the letter A, but instead of the snakehead inside of it, the silhouette of the snakehead, they have a silhouette of a shovel because apparently you kill Diamondbacks with a shovel. Huh. I didn't know that's how you killed a Diamondback. I, I, I'm sure there's more ways than one, <laughs> but okay, yeah. The Seattle Mariners became the Seattle Land Lovers. That makes sense. Yeah. This one I thought made sense with their nickname, but the logo did not like change at all. Still has just the letter T. The Texas Rangers became the Texas Rioters. Mm-hmm. I get that you want to like stay f- like fair to the logo. You want to stay true to it, not deviate too mm. far. But still, I mean, you could have done something with that. Yeah, the yeah. rioters. That seems like yeah, that was a wasted opportunity. Yeah. I mean, they're not they're not all great, but no. some of them are pretty. Some good. of them are really good here. The dwarfs got underestimated. The Houston Geos instead of the Astros. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I like that. The peasants, the the Minnesota only child. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I don't know who did this, but I'm thankful that they did it. Some people have too much free time, but you know what? They, they make some use out of they it. They make excellent use out of their free time. They're too much free time. Yeah, exactly. I tell you what, Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Don't forget tonight here in ESPN UP, we've got high school basketball boys action. The Westwood boys open their season at Ishpeming. Pre-game at seven. Tip offset for 715. Let's take our last time out. We'll end the week with the Friday Funnies next on ESPN UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. If you missed any part of today's show, you can get caught up on demand. Get our free mobile app from the Apple iStore Store or Google Play or look up ESPN UP and get the on demand there. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Glad to have you along. Don't forget, our coaches show is going to air once again once we sign off here in about 10 minutes and then Patriot Basketball tonight on ESPN-UP. Still can't think of anything interesting no, about no, that, no. Sherber. Yeah, I, I sat here for a good minute, and I was like, I can't think I of anything. I was racking my brain, can't come up with anything. By the way, our hockey insider did confirm Northern's wearing the gold jerseys today. Yes, it is. Uh, purple versus gold, because that's what Minnesota State's bringing up here. Love Mankato's purples. Yeah, just they pop really well. I just it It's going to be an interesting color scheme. Like, the last time this was interesting was St. Cloud State at red, mm-hmm. so it was like the ketchup versus mustard battle. <laughs> Tonight is... I don't know, grape jelly and mustard, if you want to go that That route. could work. Yeah. Grape jelly and mustard. Yeah. That works. Terrible combination, but, you know, <laughs> it, uh, it flows well. I tell you what, that's coming up tonight. Another reason to be at the Bear Event Center and then tomorrow for the Teddy Bear Toss. Don't forget, bring your stuffed animals. They will be donated, collected after the first period, then donated to those in need. Ryan, what do you have for the Friday Funnies? Well, let's see. Le'Veon Bell, mm. his bowling incident. <laughs> so he's coming off the flu. And he bowls a 251. Hmm. First of all, that's not easy to do. No? But then he asks, and he, t- he puts out there, who did it better, him or Jordan during the flu game? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. And it's like, I might have to give the edge to him because yeah. it's like bowling successively isn't easy. And uh, he bowled a 251 coming off the flu. I so think Jordan go. was sicker than him, though. Yeah. But still, still. I, 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 you know, basketball credit, credit or different. I gave it credit for him. Um, so Cole, Jared Cole, when he was high, signed by the uh, Yankees, was moved by a sales pitch from Andy Pettit, oh. who they showed him a 30-pound contraption, as they called it, that's shaped like a home plate with interlocking New York, the NY, okay? It opens, it's... It reveals a facsimile of a of Yankee Stadium with an iPad in the middle that answers almost every question about the franchise and tells you where to live and where your kids can go to school. Ooh. Few people get to see it, but my question is, is it just a big signee, or does like some guy who comes on like a trade? You know, for a prospect to be named later, does he get to see that contraption? Oh, that would be cool because I guarantee they just signed Brett Gardner again to a one year deal. He didn't get anything like no, that. No, no, no. Brett a, Gardner's probably paying them to let him back. <laughs> he, he has to pay to see the contraption <laughs> if he ever gets to. Um, so, Brett Ritchie of the Bruins has trouble with math. Mm. It's an 82 game season. We weren't going to go 80 and three or wherever it was. <laughs> 
It worries me that he knows the amount of games in the season <laughs> but can't calculate how many... Uh, I, I know athletes aren't necessarily geniuses, mm-hmm. but that's basic math, man. <laughs> it's like, did you skip second grade? I just... Wow. And then Sean Payton, did you hear what his little Whole Foods incident? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So he went for two against the 49ers. Fans, analysts don't understand why he did it in the first, in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So apparently some butcher at Whole Foods has given him the business for, uh, you know, making that decision. And Sean responds, responds with, your steaks don't look too good. Worry about your own freaking meat. <laughs> It's like, okay, either Sean can't take criticism. I can't take... Is this like Sean's way too sensitive, or is this just a good comeback? I don't think he knows why he went for two either. It's just, I don't think there is an answer. I don't understand why he did it either, but Reggie Wayne, of the former Colts legend, oh, yeah. said he could make the Eagles receiving core right now, and he said, he tweets out, I'm currently at a bar at this present moment. <laughs> What does that say about the Eagles falling off when you got guys who are just sitting at the bar who could be like, yeah, I could play? He probably could. They need a real-life Vince Papal. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. They need somebody like that. Bring Marvin Harrison while you're at it. Yeah. Reunite that old Colts team. That was a great Colts team. If their secondary needs it, too, bring back Bob Sanders. He can probably still play. He can hit hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So a Fox analyst was impressed by a throw Rodgers made. He threw a four-yard pass to a wide-open receiver, and the analyst said, I don't know any quarterback that can do that. Like, Rodgers has made some phenomenal plays, Uh but that's the one that stands out to you? He threw a (laughs) dump pass to an open running running back, and he got four yards out of it? That's what impresses you? The Brady special. Yeah, I'm just like, what? Because he reminded him of Tom Brady doing it. Yeah. But he didn't know any quarterback that could do that. So, yeah. So, Kirk Cousins, can you do that? Can you make a dump pass? I think I could probably do that. Yeah. But uh, and then uh, how much time we got left? We got about five minutes. Okay, I can give you one more, and then we'll go on to the good one. Of course, okay. the Chiefs, their equipment, oh, everybody yeah. knows about that, was mistakenly, when you unload all the equipment on the plane, they didn't unload one container, mm-hmm. and that had the equipment for 35 players <laughs> on it, and that got sent to Newark, New Jersey, and they had to frantically get the equipment back, because if it wasn't back by kickoff, they'd have to forfeit the game. <laughs> forfeit the game against the Patriots because some guy forgot to take the container <laughs> off the plane. I'm assuming that guy lost his job uh, yeah. over that. Because I don't know how you can forget, like, you have a whole, like, list of, cont- whole group of containers. How do you just forget one? I wonder uh, if you look into that guy's background, he turns out he's from Boston. He's a craft yeah, employee. He's a, <laughs> he was hired just to get fired from that he was the He was the guy who was the assistant to the spying <laughs> of the Bengals. He's like, we'll get him out, we'll uh, steal their luggage, too. Before you get to your funny one, can I reject one thing I sure. just, just popped up? Sure. I googled five interesting facts about Pat Shermer. To see if there's just anything out there. Yeah. Here they are. You tell me if any of these pique your interest. One, he's from Michigan. That's, okay. That's really on there here as one of the top five most interesting facts. He comes from a football family. His son Kyle starts for Vanderbilt. He did. He graduated now. He formerly coached the Cleveland Browns. Four of his last five offenses finished in the top 12. He's known for developing quarterbacks. There you go. Those are the five is, most interesting he, facts about Pat, Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer is officially the most vanilla coach <laughs> out there. I like Pat Shermer, but he is so boring. <laughs> wow. Anyway, what do we have? Oh, the last one. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers did a Reddit Q&A. For oh, those who do that, sometimes athletes, famous celebrities, will sit on Reddit until they questions from users. Oh, and, they worked for Ken Bone. Yeah. Remember him? <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. Aaron Rodgers said that... One of his greatest regrets is not hyping up the movie Heavyweights. He's a huge fan of the movie Heavyweights. Mm. 90s flick, about kids going to that overweight camp, kind of launched Ben Stiller's career in a way. Um, he wants, if there's a movie of his life, he wants him. He wants to be played by Velade Deep. <laughs> what? He doesn't, like, say why, but he said that's what he wanted. <laughs> the guy who owns the, or whatever, he's a GM for the King, the Sacramento Kings? Yeah, he wants Velade to be, portray him in a movie about his life. <laughs> 
for advice for his 2002 self, he said, don't rock a Lloyd Christmas haircut from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, uh, use less hair gel on draft day, and don't ever rock a soul patch under any <laughs> circumstance. Um, last two things. Uh, it was probably a joke, because mm-hmm. someone... Someone made a Simpsons joke when they said, uh, he asked, do you and your girlfriend Danica Patrick sleep in a race car bed? And he said, yes, we do. Now, I'm assuming he's joking about that, but someone is making a Simpsons joke. Um, Kirk Van Houten, you know, mm-hmm. divorces his wife and said, I sleep in a racing car, do you? <laughs> so I, I'm sure he's joking, but that would be funny if he did. And finally, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And he responds with how Stephen Colbert used to do on the Stephen Colbert on the Colbert Report. You ever see that show? Once in a while. Yeah, he goes, "Die Hard, great movie or greatest movie?" (laughs) 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 And it's definitely a Christmas flick. But uh, is a great movie or greatest movie? And I just Stephen Colbert used to do that. He would ask guests, and he would say like George W. Bush, great president or the greatest (laughs) (laughs) president. <laughs> so that's like, pretty much where I got it from. But it, uh, yeah, Die Hard. It's a phenomenal movie, and I will. There's few hills I'll die on, mm-hmm. but Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I'm looking at a picture of Lottie Devak right now, <laughs> and he doesn't look at all like Aaron Rodgers. Like, he looks like he hangs out in an alley in an overcoat. <laughs> but yeah, that's he said in the thread. That's who he wanted. He wanted Vlade to portray him in a movie you know, about his if life. If somebody did play Rogers in a movie, I would think it would be '90s Ben Stiller, like from Heavyweight or from <laughs> from, from, uh, heavy from Happy Gilmore, yeah, yeah, or something like that. I think that'd be a perfect fit for yeah. him. But he insisted he wants Vlade to do it. So I, I would love to know why. <laughs> yeah, maybe he has. He wasn't Space Jam. He had a couple lines. <laughs> Okay. When his, the Lakers are caught outside their mm-hmm. locker room, yep. he said, you know, uh, you know, bacteria and stuff like that's mm-hmm. infectious. He delivered that line yep. flawlessly. So maybe that's what stands out yeah, to maybe him. Maybe he's got a career in acting. There you go. Certainly if you can't work it with the Kings, you know. He have a career with the Kings for much longer. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> Tell you what. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. And with that, we are hitting the 5 o'clock hour. Hey, I just want to tease this. Coming up Monday, we're going to have a northern spotlight because it was announced today they are adding esports michigan tech launched esports earlier this year and now northern has joined in on it per the breaking news today we're going to spotlight northern coming up on monday it's gonna be fun d1 esports they should should do that absolutely yeah so Uh, we're gonna northern announced today they are going to launch that and we're gonna have a spotlight coming up there you go tune in on uh for that Anyway, what do you have coming up at the Mining Journal, Ryan? Well, of course, uh, you know, my Saturday recap will be in, uh, you know, Monday's paper, and tonight's recap will be in tomorrow's paper, as well as my column. I talk about the Patriots and the recent thing, and I talk about the ineptitude of Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia and try to make a connection there. So uh, that'll be coming out. Um, I, after this weekend, will actually be going, I'll be on vacation for the rest of the year mm. after this weekend. So you will still get my weekly columns, and I might kick out one more enemy hockey story but i will be basically unavailable for, 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 you. for coverage so right. that's just how it shook out this year with vacation so there you go more time to find something interesting about pat Shermer. exactly lots of time while you're at it try brad stevens too because oh. i like both of them but they're both kind of boring okay i'll look into that a little more <laughs> i tell you what that's it for us i'll talk at you in a couple of hours for patriot basketball until then i'll catch you cats later for ryan stieg i'm tanner hoops thanks for listening to espn up wzam ishpeming marquette